Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello. Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. What's going on? <laughs> It is wonderful to be back in the room with you tonight. A warm welcome to the new listeners. It's great to have you here. And I hope that you're all well and ready to take on the new week with a positive, clear mindset. What you imagine in your mind, you can have. It's very important to know that if you hold that vision of whatever you want to create in your life, that's the very thing that will get you that reality. (laughs) So that's that. I am recording a little bit early tonight, so you're going to hear some background noise, but I'm only operating on about two and a half hours of sleep. Don't know why I was just wide awake last night, but sometimes, and maybe some of you guys can relate to this, when the rest of the world is silent and everyone's asleep. This is when we can have our greatest epiphanies, our greatest ideas. So it's not so much of a bad thing. Before we get started in tonight's topic, though, I do want to mention that I'm going to be doing some live events and some possible um local group events in my area in the future. And if you're interested in being part of that, just head to my website. You can sign up at the bottom of the, I think it's the about page at the very bottom. I do not spam people with emails. The only emails you're going to get from me is if there's something going on that you could possibly gain some value from. And that's All right, so tonight I thought it would be an interesting topic to discuss unmet needs. As humans, we all have needs. So tonight we're going to talk about some of these unmet needs in relationships. You know, who's responsible for them, what causes them sometimes, and what we can possibly do to fulfill these unmet needs with ourselves and our partners. So many people who are married or in those long-term relationships, they may at some point in their future, after being together for a long time, they might find themselves starting to doubt their relationship out of the blue. And it might occur even in partnerships that are super strong, that are devoted and committed. And they might feel themselves starting to maybe slip away from their partner and putting distance in between them. And when one person starts to pull away, it can make the other person feel confused and uncertain. And this can cause a lot of stress and tension in the relationship. But something happens, something shifts within people and they don't always understand why or what's driving them to drift away from this person. 
this person that they believed they could never live without, right? These are thoughts or behaviors that a person in such a solid marriage or partnership would never have anticipated in a million years, but somehow it happens. And it's usually due to an unmet need. Or I suppose it could be curiosity too. But I think that there's also, along with those type of couples, there's these other couples, people that get together, they jump into relationships really fast and they become blinded by the newness of it, right? That physical attraction and the sex and everything's great. And they turn a blind eye to the wholeness of the connection. So the subtle missing components or the red flags that hang in the background are generally ignored. So maybe you resonate with one uh, one of these relationship styles. Maybe you're happy and that's great. And I hope that you are in a relationship and you're happy and everything's great. Um, but I know that there's a lot of unhappiness out there and a lot of settling and a lot of codependency and all that stuff. So if you do resonate with this and you do want to save your relationship, you absolutely can. If you have the knowledge, the awareness and the tools necessary, which I'm going to share here today, this is what can save your marriage. What are some of the main elements to a wholesome relationship? These look like communication, right? Including that intimate communication, being valued, honesty, and vulnerability, trust, and understanding, affection, and sexual intimacy, physical attraction, and recreational companionship, maybe domestic support, appreciation, boundaries, and respect, right? So these are key ingredients to building a strong foundation for any long-term companionship when it comes to fulfilling emotional needs. It's natural for us to, to have needs. And of course, it's natural for us to want to rely on our loved ones to provide those needs for us to some extent, right, as well. And as we discussed in the infidelity episode, if you haven't listened to that, feel free to go over and listen. If certain needs are not being addressed within the home, then obviously they're likely to search for it elsewhere, right? The thing about relationships is if you're together for a long time, you know, you almost fall into a routine a boring, horrible routine. <laughs> and when that happens, it can be very common for our needs to go unmet over, over time, right? And this is kind of when that confusion can take hold. Maybe we aren't able to maybe see what we might be doing wrong. But we only see what the other isn't doing for us. And that can be pretty common, right? We're always kind of like not wanting to take responsibility, you know, and that's one big thing. It's, 
it's a lot of work to take responsibility. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, take the easy way out and look at the other person in relationship. So, yeah, I mean, these unfulfilled demands are the primary underlying causes of most of the disagreements and disappointments between couples. And the more disagreements and disappointments we have, the more unstable the relationship and the more likely they will split up. And I think it's important to know that, you know, the degree of knowledge of your personal and marital needs, as well as the ways by which you might be able to meet those needs, that has a considerable influence on the success of your relationship. And oftentimes what happens is couples fall into something called the gridlock. And I'm not sure, I feel like I've mentioned this in one of my episodes. I think it might've been sexless marriages. I'm not sure, but it's basically when your relationship becomes stagnant, right? It's more transactional rather than loving. And what happens is basically both stop giving or stop contributing to the other because they might feel that they're not getting their needs met. They're not getting the support that they need. And this can leave one or both feeling absolutely exhausted in the relationship. Let's look at some of the evidence signs that emotional neglect could be silently destroying your relationship right now. You and your partner maybe often misunderstand each other's feelings, behaviors, thoughts, and intentions. There's one, right? The next is your interactions are almost always centered around facts and what's happening and logistic issues. Nothing too deep. Another one is needed conversations may not be spoken about due to maybe not wanting to upset the other person. So they just suffer in silence. Another one is not finding a good way to effectively argue, right? It's just a lot of blaming and instead of really sitting down and trying to come up with a solution. Maybe love, tenderness, and emotional closeness can be very awkward, or maybe it only happens during sex, right? If you look to a partner for comfort, and then they might say something wrong or something that may turn you off or trigger you, something unsupportive, you feel like you might not be on the same team. That's another one. You're not working together. When you're with your partner, you might feel extremely alone. This is so common. There might be difficulty in finding some conversation to talk about. If something exciting happens and or something really horrible happens, your spouse or your partner is not the first person that you want to go and tell. And really, ultimately, they should be. But if this is taking place, this is kind of what happens. 
So as you see, there's a significant emotional divide here. Isolating yourself from your spouse, not making eye contact, maybe harboring a lot of resentment or animosity are all symptoms that follow. Okay. Then the next thing you know, everybody's just hurting one another. And again, there are specific needs that we would hope that our partner could provide for us to make that relationship fulfilling, right? Any successful relationship, it takes two active people, right? And the more consciously aware of those people, the better. That's why we're here tonight. <laughs> but what about this? Are we placing too much responsibility on our partners to fulfill our needs? Now that's an honest question. And this is a very common problem among relationships. There are some common needs that we should never ever expect a partner to fulfill. These look like things like self-confidence, acceptance and self-love, accomplishments, inspiration to grow and improve, source of motivation, maybe fulfilling that fantasy life, feeling complete, healing past baggage. Never expect them to be your everything. Relationships often are, are just, we get so consumed within them. And that's what I always talk about. Like we lose ourselves. We forget who we are. Sometimes we come into the relationships where we're unhealed and we want somebody to, to make us feel better and we don't want to be alone. So we're just going to be with someone just because they're keeping us comfortable or whatever. And that can lead to some very unhealthy, unstable relationships. So this is why it's important, whether you're in a relationship or not, you can always work on this stuff regardless. But if you take a moment to reflect and think about how you meet or don't meet your own needs and what you could do to start meeting them. And remember, something that makes you feel good, that's a met need, right? Something that makes you feel bad is an unmet need. When it comes to identifying needs, this can be an extremely difficult task for some people, honestly, especially those who've experienced emotional neglect as children. Now, how does emotional neglect in childhood influence adults? Emotional neglect is often characterized as a parent's inability or unwillingness to offer that emotional support to a child, or they may allow them to see or participate in, in negative, bad behavior without punishment. And I know I've spoken about this in the past too, but emotional neglect may result in long-term suffering that can extend into adulthood, right? Obviously. And adults who've experienced emotional neglect as children, they may feel empty. They may feel numb or unable to express their emotions. They struggle with trust or to build strong personal relationships. And they really do battle with the intense feelings of guilt or shame. They might also believe that they're essentially defective or that they're different from, 
from everyone else. They got so used to not expressing those emotions as a child that they bury them down. And I think this is what happens in in a lot of what men experience. They bury them down so deep that as adults, they don't know how to identify what these needs are. We are at our most vulnerable when we are in deep relationships, right? First as children within the context of our family, and then as an adult in our intimate relationships. And the care and the support received or that we didn't receive manifest themselves in our adult connections. A key unmet childhood need is that need for unconditional love, acceptance that was not given when they were children. So it's very essential to understand your own unmet needs. Recognize and acknowledge that you might be in pain or there might be a void in your life. Identify what it is that you need but don't presently have. And it's important to write this stuff down, starting with the most important needs. You know, how can you personally fulfill this need? This is an area where I work one-on-one with the men who, who come to me for therapy. And as you get more in tune with your needs, it may become clear why they've played such a secondary role in your life so far, right? And when we understand why we struggle with something, that's when the epiphany happens. We are in a much stronger position to want to fix it. It's going to be very challenging for people to satisfy our needs if we're not meeting our own. Okay. And this happens when we, when we place these unrealistic demands on our partners, expecting them to provide for us what we're maybe unwilling or unable to do for ourselves. And I do understand at the same time that some people just don't know how or are unconscious to these issues that they're having. That's why it's important to get someone who specializes in this area to get some help. So this is what I was referring to about before. We move away from a spouse or a connection and we might not be aware of why or what we need on a deeper level. And it can often be times something that we need to give ourselves rather than seek it out externally. A lot. And this can save a relationship. We easily put the responsibility on our lovers to put us first, don't we? But yet we put ourselves last. Think about that. Before we can recognize or understand another person's needs or wants, we have to be willing to understand and identify our own emotional needs. William F. Harley Jr., he is a nationally acclaimed clinical psychologist, and he's also a marriage counselor. And he's discovered over many years of working with couples that men and women have opposite emotional needs. So understanding this can be extremely helpful because we are different. 
understanding each other's needs is going to be helpful. But Harley is the author of a book called His Needs, Her Needs. And he has summarized those needs and placed them in, in the general perceived order of importance of his clients. Now, this is women's needs versus men's needs. Women need affection versus men sexual fulfillment. Surprise. <laughs> it's that testosterone. Women need conversation versus men recreational companionship. Absolutely understandable. Women need honesty and openness versus men. They need an attractive spouse. Women need financial support versus men, domestic support. Women need family commitment versus men. They need admiration. So all in all, we're all looking for the same, you know, but it's just in different ways to feel secure, to feel safe, to feel seen, to feel loved, connected and accepted by a partner. And doing this exercise with a spouse, this can be the start of a whole new chapter of your relationship. It's about awareness and understanding the language that goes often unspoken in the tension of relationships, turning towards each other rather than away from one another to begin working as a team. And once you both have these needs written down, ask how these needs can be met independently and together. And along with that, I think some other questions you may want to ask is, do I make my spouse feel loved and valued? Is my partner a top priority? Does my partner believe she or he is needed and desired by me? Do I make my spouse feel appreciated and respected? And just spend some time reflecting about the things that are most important to you in your, in, in the context of your relationship and be available to communicate this to your other half. If you're not willing to give each other undivided attention, at least on a weekly basis, it doesn't make for a very deep union, right? You choose to be with a person and they choose to be with you. And I understand life can easily place a wedge inside between the energy of two people, but it's up to us to change that energy by bringing attention to what's important. We have the capability and the tools to transform anything that is important to us. I just thought it was important to, to kind of talk about this. I know I've talked about it in the past, but it's been a while. And a lot of us just operate on autopilot most of our lives, at least 50 to 60% of the time. And we're not truly present. We're not truly present with our actions or our thoughts with 
maybe some of the voids with the shadows. We don't take the time to sit down and confront these parts of ourselves. And, you know, connection is extremely important. And, you know, I, I look forward to that someday. But I know that I also was one who kind of sought after people just to fulfill my loneliness. And through solitude in all these years, that is the one thing that I can say has been the greatest gift for me because I've learned so much that I don't need to have someone that I've, I have filled a lot of those holes that I was carrying around with me myself. And that's to the point, that's the point where we want to get to is to be that whole person. I know I sound like a broken record, but this is, it's true. You know, it really is. You want to be whole in all areas and you want to attract someone who is also that because that makes the healthiest relationship. Not to say that, that there's going to be disagreements and, and arguments, of course, but when there is a deeper understanding, that's more likely to be successful because you can maturely sit down and say, you know, I see this, I need this, blah, 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 you know, all that. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to end this because I'm blabbering now. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I um, look forward to coming back next week. And if you guys have any questions, if you want to have a specific topic on something, feel free to send me an email over at my website, ConsciousWisdomHealing.com, or you can go straight to my email at ConsciousWisdomHealing at gmail.com. I am sending out so much love and light. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate those who stick around and put up with me. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, guys. <laughs>